On our next installment of Because It Relates, I'm combining two iconic lines from these two contrasting movies, Because It Relates. <clears throat> First film. Lord, I don't know what this is about, but I'm going up this mountain to save my marriage. <laughs> Second movie. <clears throat> you really want to be ghetto. You can have a piss in the hallway. I'll take the Picasso. <laughs> you got a Picasso in your house. Thank you. And that concludes another installment of Because It Relates. First off, don't let nobody tell you the new Chitlin Circuit is not academic. Because <laughs> that's what you call in conversation <laughs> right there. Hello. Now, I don't understand what you just said. <laughs> like, I don't understand how it relates. <laughs> I'm not the only one. I can't be the only one. <laughs> when I read off the cast list... It'll make sense. So, Sydney, what we watched this week? This week, we tuned into Never and Again, released recently, uh, this year, 2021, a few weeks ago, on BET Plus, starring Jackie Long, Denise Bout, Christian Keys, Master P, Vanessa Simmons, and Symphonique Miller. All right, let's start the show. The new Chillin' Circuit. Welcome back to the New Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we watch a Black independent or low budget movie just for y'all. Let's kick things off as we do every week with our 60 second challenge. This week, we're going to switch it up because it's really brought to, y- to y'all by us. So we're the sponsors this week, but we do still appreciate y'all for listening every single week and tuning in to support the show. While I have you here, please, if you're so willing, uh, leave a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. All right, Alexis, are you ready to explain the plot of Never and Again in 60 seconds or less? Yes, if you tell me Jackie Long's character's name right now. (laughs) Kevin. Got it. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. All right. Down in the sunny streets of L.A., uh, Kevin is an ex-sports uh, player who was injured. Now he's an agent. He used to play Canadian ball, which you, in American movies, that means it didn't go good. <laughs> so he used to play Canadian ball. Now he's back uh, stateside. And he's visiting home, visiting his mama, who's pressuring him to get married and all this stuff, runs into his high school sweetheart, Jasmine, who is now a doctor, um, like a physical therapist. And she cute and he cute and he trying to get back in that. But the thing is, they wasn't actually high school sweethearts. He was like a part of a very traumatic experience for her in terms of like bullying. And now he's trying to convince her that he's a better person now. She's not really trying to hear it, but he's trying. Whole time he's trying to juggle this ex-girl he got and still trying to get this player, his first client, to be healthy enough to play again. How'd I do? Yeah, that was that was, that was good, actually, yeah. Was it a good enough sixty? Was it a good enough performance on the sixty second challenge for you to erase one of my past um, failures? Because I'm at one strike now. Am I? Yeah, I, I have a question for you. Uh, back yeah. back at you. Have you ever seen Steve Harvey take back an ex on Family Feud? <laughs> I guess I, would- I haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, there's your answer. 
Okay. Well, (laughs) now that you guys know what happened in the movie, I am excited to get into our general thoughts on Never End Again. All right, y'all, before we jump into the review of Never End Again, just wanted to shout out a comment we recently got on Apple Podcasts from SweetCat1235678. And they say, Sid and Lex make you feel like you are journeying through these films with them. Shout out to you girls, that's us, for uplifting these indies and doing it with such humor and fidelity. That is they must be an educator your reviews are always spot on I live for the anecdotes the cackles the spoken word and Lex's 60 second challenges y'all's thumbs ain't left the post yet thank you sweet cat we really appreciate uh, comments like this uh, and hope you continue to enjoy the show this is my fault I told y'all if y'all like that spoken word shit to speak up and say so (laughs) I didn't expect anybody to (laughs) <laughs> to say they actually like that. So I guess I'll recuse myself. I guess Please. people want it. Because <laughs> I know I'm a talent. I'm gifted. You are. Now back to the show. So, Sydney, what did you think of Never and Again? I want to go and use something that you have that you have previously used to rate uh, films that we watch who are kind of on the fence about what happened in our feelings. This movie was produced by Master P and Romeo because all the people in a movie seem to be their friends or family friends. And I think they just had a really fun time and good time on set making it with people that they know and trust. So with that in mind, I don't plan to bash this movie at all. While I do think there's some improvements, um, I'm going to say I had some fun watching it with that context. And I do want to put an anecdote in here. Uh, Vanessa Simmons, on this past season of Grown Up Hip Hop Los Angeles, she auditioned for some movie uh, for Master P and Romeo, and I think this was the movie. So I'm glad to see it coming to fruition for you, girl. Keep acting. Only you would have that (laughs) (laughs) tie-in. How did you feel about uh, when you watched Never End Again? I do appreciate um, you using my... At this point, I've used it two or three times like where I say it seems like they had fun making it so I'm just gonna see it as that and have some fun watching it um I don't have to employ that this week for myself though typically I have to do that when I when I'm on the fence or don't really like a movie that much I Mm -hmm. actually enjoyed this movie quite a good bit um I think it was fun I think it was it was lighthearted. It was good watching. Now, did I have my evening wine before I watched this movie? Yes. So maybe that's my recommendation to the folks. <laughs> I do recommend sitting and having your nightcap while, while you watch this movie. <clears throat> but I couldn't find anything too wrong with it, especially knowing that like Master P to me is like a more approachable and ethical P. Diddy. <laughs> yeah yeah i would say that yeah you know he's he's making the same boss moves but way less intimidating way less like p diddy seems like he would be slow to reach for his wallet if a homeless person asked him for five (laughs) dollars master p does not seem that way (laughs) right actually yeah yeah master p seems like he has a designated wallet for that (laughs) so because of that i i just I was just warmed by this. So positive feedback from me about the movie. 
All right. Now that we know how we feel about it, let's get on into some of the scenes. Here on the new Chillin' Circuit, we like to start with the opening scene. Let's see how they set the stage. This movie opens up. There's some intro music that I noted down that I really liked. Um, and we 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 come into <laughs> yeah. like a flashback of back in the day when Kevin and Jasmine were in church. Jasmine was up in the choir singing. And she's, um, I don't know if you watched. Sorry. I know you. I do know if you watch this. I don't know if you remember. Bring it on. <laughs> how the cheerleaders are like oh my god oh my god you're having cheer sex with him like when you're making eyes with the boy while you're cheering she's doing that from the choir <laughs> what did you think when we first got in what type of movie did you think this is going to be I, I got my note there was it said in the church these longing stares for one another how scandalous is this supposed to be so at first i thought she was like a pk because you know they'd be real um, nasty fast to be fast to say the least <laughs> nasty um so i said okay this about to be mm, let's see how they fall out something's gonna happen um but i at that point because i said this is this is giving me rom commy type vibes so i was i was still in but that's literally like the first 30 seconds of the movie so it i think it's kind of hard to dissuade me to turn something off 30 seconds in so it, it gave me enough to be, be ready for what's next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, they, they take it a step further. Not only was it a little um, sinful, lustful to be making eyes like that in the church, they going mm -hmm. behind the pews and behind the <laughs> behind the sanctuary back in the back halls where the choir go put their robe on before they get up to the stand. They going back there making out during the service. I was just taken aback. Dry humping in the in church. In front of Jesus! <laughs> and... <clears throat> That we get this the some of the one of the comic reliefs in the movie is the choir director and my note is new aspiration for me I want to play a choir director in a rom com because after this funny like character and when we watch Christmas bells uh huh the choir director in that movie was really funny too <laughs> so now I just want to be an extra flamboyant gay choir director in a movie. <laughs> We can make that happen. We we gonna we gonna figure that one out. We can make that one happen. So, that's our flashback. That's them setting the tone that this these are childhood sweethearts or whatnot. So we we flash into present day, and Kevin is pulling up to his mom's house. We see Jackie Long coming in, being Jackie Long. He fine. Look, <laughs> I I my I've always uh, loved Esquire. He was my favorite in the crew, um, in ATL. So. There, I, I said it, you know, Mr. Long. You know, I don't know if you you live in L.A., long walks on the beach, on the boardwalk, in and out burgers. I'm your girl. She's right. your girl. Hit her <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, Mr. Long, hit her up. Um, I was always a fan of Teddy. You know I like country shit. Jason Weaver is that. Yeah, like, he was great, though. Yeah. And I've always had a crush on Jason Weaver since the like Michael Jackson documentary. <laughs> same, same. He was so good as yeah. little Michael. Yeah, he was so good. Um, a note about Jackie Long, however, speaking of California, Southern California, I looked up the guy. He's from California. Is he just been cosplaying yeah. a Southern? Does he not have Southern roots? Because I he had like his accent is more. It comes off more Southern to me than L.A. Like they do. You know, well, 
Jackie Long comes on in with his charm as he always does, and he greets his mom. And she, <laughs> the note I have on this scene when when we meet his mom in his uh, in her house mm-hmm. is, damn, that's one way to deliver the exposition. She reads his ass for a filth. She goes, "You went up that Canadian ball, couldn't stay up there long. Now you come back here trying to be an agent. You ain't got no girlfriend. You did that girl Jasmine wrong." I was like, "Damn." damn. <laughs> <laughs> So I do want to put a pin there. The woman who plays his mother, her name is Ella Joyce. When I'm watching another Master P production, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll keep my eye open for her. But yeah. that's essentially, she delivers the exposition for the movie so that we know what's been going on with Kevin in between that flashback church scene and mm-hmm. present day. Um, now, Kevin, he, the, the B plot is that he's an agent now. Um, like you do after you fail at playing Canadian football. Yes. (laughs) And he's got a client. His first client is a basketball player who's looking to get into Mm -hmm. the league. And who is it other than Willie Taylor? Don't want to play no games. I want you exclusive. My my note on, because he plays a very small role in the movie, but my note is, am I supposed to believe that Willie is 19 years old? (laughs) And then to continue that I have, he looks all of 36. So there's no way he's a yeah. college student. <laughs> yeah. They didn't like, they didn't trim his beard or I don't like, <laughs> that was a little <laughs> hard to connect with. Now the parallel I want to bring in at this point is the last fall, mm-hmm. the Matthew A. Cherry movie we watched last season. This is a little similar in premise. Failed professional athlete comes back trying to make a different life for himself and tries to regain his high school sweetheart. Uh, you know, so at that point mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is ringing some bells. I like this. I, I, I'm interested." Willie's character is Kevin's first client, and he's injured, so Kevin is trying to get this guy back healthy so that he can get drafted to the NBA. Goes to the hospital for the doctor's appointment, and who else mm-hmm. is there other than Jasmine? And that as oh, this is a cute meet, I guess re meet cute for the two of them because it's just like it's just fate. That's what they make you believe. So I said, okay. This could be something. I do like this actress. Actress, And now that I've had some time to let your cold open marinate, she was the side chick from Why Did I Get Married? Exactly. Trina. Trina. <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing I want to say is not a dig on that actress. Cause I, not a dig on that actress because I like her. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I think I, my beef is with um, costume design, hair and makeup. On, on all these movies mm-hmm. she always looked like she's standing in the wind she do because <laughs> i didn't want to put her wig on her like that every time she was also uh in the meet the brown T- meet the browns tv mm-hmm. series i mean but she had to be more like disheveled in meet the browns because she had them them adopted kids and they was running all over the place um yeah. so that's that was her thing but she looked the same in this movie too so i, I didn't know what stress was uh, wreaking havoc on, on the costume design. We find out later, but uh, yeah, you know, clearly, just, yeah. So maybe yeah. it was purposeful. But every when she came on the screen, I said, "Damn, she always looked like she's standing in front of one of Beyonce's fans." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they yeah. do my girl like that. <laughs> so after he sees her, gets all googly eyed in the hospital. Where are you at mm-hmm. with it? Are you are you still convinced about the romance? Like, what did you read their chemistry as? I thought the chemistry was okay. Um. At that point, I wanted to know because, you know, they they kind of tease a little bit that uh, Kevin and Jasmine no longer haven't spoken in seventeen years because of some reason, but we don't know 
how bad it was until later on in the movie. So I'm just like, okay, girl, like he's cute. He's here. He's grown. You know, why are you giving him the cold shoulder? I don't. So I wanted to get that piece of the story before I could really buy into a relationship with the two of them first. Mm-hmm. Where were you at? I was in a similar place. They are, the chemistry between the young actors of them two was way more convincing than yeah. any chemistry between Jackie Long and Miss uh, Bout or Boot. There's another flashback immediately after they see each other in the hospital that takes mm-hmm. us to like, I th- like when they like take each other's virginity, which is, I have some comments <sighs> on that scene. I do too. It was too sexy for kids. I, it should have been yeah. a, a good example of that kind of scene, especially if the the characters are underage, I think is Love and Basketball. It was like mm-hmm. awkward, but they're trying to like, you know, they're into it. It's consensual. And they're trying to figure out each other's bodies because that's what it is. And it's just like, okay, yeah. but it's like, huh. And it's, it's quick. It, I don't need yeah, to have like- Yeah, you're just bumping around in the dark and then it's yeah. just like, okay. <laughs> Right. Um, I just right. watched Jenny and Georgia on Netflix. They also have some very like uh, tasteful and like appropriate. That's the word appropriate, like teenage mm-hmm. virginity losing scenes. Um, mm-hmm. The other note I have about the flashbacks with the two kids is the timelines don't make sense to me. I'm going to talk it through with you and I need you to let me okay. know if I'm tripping or not. Okay, let's do it. This second flashback when they mm-hmm. like about right before they do the sex, she, mm-hmm. he is looking at her CDs and she has a TLC CD. Yeah. But it's on a vinyl record. But that doesn't. Okay. Right. But mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. Number one, cause CDs yeah. were kids didn't have, that wasn't what kids had back then. It wasn't cool <laughs> to have vinyls as a teenager and, that time period, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't cool yet. That yeah. wasn't cool again yet. <laughs> right, right, um, right. But he says, what you know about TLC? And I'm like, oh, this is before they said 17 years ago. So I'm thinking that it's the 90s. I'm mm-hmm, thinking it's the mm-hmm. late 90s because mm-hmm. that lines up with Jackie Long and the actress's actual age because they're almost 40. And right. people who are almost 40 graduated high school in the 90s. Right. Right. So I was like, well, what sense does that make? Because TLC, that's current. <laughs> Why would she not that's know true. that? And then he says, okay, I see you got a lot of music variety, but no hip hop. I'm like, now mm-hmm. I'm confused because it's TLC, not hip hop. You just picked up a TLC book. And <laughs> in addition, <laughs> in addition, not only, there's just a lot of weird continuity things with the flashbacks because young Jasmine is also biracial. <laughs> While Grown Jasmine yeah. is a chocolate queen. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it Uchimali or one mic? <laughs> or is it one mic? And then in another flashback, we'll get to that when we get to it. She talking on a cordless phone mm-hmm. in 2003. <laughs> it, it wasn't like the white cordless. Because you know, because cordless phones back then had an antenna. It was yes. white. They had mm-hmm. the kind that's popular now with the clear buttons and the orange light. Yeah. Up on it. yeah. <laughs> that like- didn't come out until like, own eight <laughs> the VTech phones those yes mm-hmm. <laughs> i used mm-hmm. to be in the backyard i used to carry that phone in my pocket as a oh, as a preteen like it was my cell phone because nobody has cell phones <laughs> how you kept the charge it's supposed to charge on the base it would die oh. <laughs> i mean we had more than one phone <laughs> i know but i'm just saying like i i've never heard anybody who said they, they would leave their house with their yeah. cordless phone that's, yeah that's the first 
I need to be reached. I need to be reachable. The only person that could call you would be your mama. You know, my little friends was calling me. I had to talk. And I just didn't understand how Mm -hmm. I I couldn't gather what year the flashback was supposed to be in. And then they said 17 years ago. And I was like, okay, 2003 is not, that's not adding up. These things don't match. No, because if it's 2003, at that point, TLC had peaked because that's post left eyes uh, passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's RP. a new girl group, RP. There's a new girl, hot girl group on the scene, Destiny Child. <laughs> yeah. They're like controlling the scenario at this point. Some younger mm-hmm. guys, you know, you got 3LW in 2003. They're like the mm-hmm. new what's hot, what's in. Uh, there's no hip hop, but like 50 cents in the club. Did that not come out? 0304? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's weird timing. I mean, like if you're going to, and I also I didn't get the TLC on the vinyl record thing because like I if I told a boy today that I got a TLC record on a vinyl, it's cool because she oh she's she's trendy cool. she's it's cool. But if I was seventeen in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand whenever this movie was supposed to be based in, and I have a vinyl album what? of TLC <laughs> and not a CD, how would yeah. I do that? It'd be even strange. it'd be right it'd be less strange if I had a tape of TLC in the tapes 90s. made sense. My yeah. big sister who is this like the age of these characters and was in high school, like finished high mm-hmm. school in the nineties, she had tapes <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And also living in LA is the city of the car. So why would she not yeah. have tapes or CDs? That doesn't make sense. You can't take your music with you. It was weird. So I I couldn't I think they didn't the writer didn't uh think too much about <laughs> <laughs> the timelines. Yeah. And they had, if you caught this in the background, her poster on the wall, it was a Tony Braxton poster of, um, what's that? The Heat, that album. That came mm-hmm. out like 99, 2000. So mm-hmm. it was just confusing. That was my, I said the set design was confusing there and I couldn't understand the music reference timelines because if it's 17 years ago, this, mm-hmm. they should have added more time. It's 20 years ago, not 17. Yeah. Yeah. And the kitchen in the next flashback was also too updated. It had shiny black appliances. That wasn't mm, cool until like the late aughts. Back then, yeah. everything was either, like was white or like white. wood veneer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not white a white refrigerator, refrigerator child. <laughs> oh, girl, put on your shoes. Let's go find you a home. <laughs> <laughs> That's me being like nitpicky because I just thought it was like interesting. I knew you would think that was interesting too. Yeah. Let's jump back into present day with uh, Jasmine and Mike. Who's Michael? Jasmine and Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> um, now we're seeing they're both having a night out. Kevin's having a poker party. And mm-hmm. he's already back smitten with her. But she is not. So that's, I'm also like, what is the, what's the love? What's the connection here? Because he has all this love and adoration for her. But she's like, okay, I bumped into this guy from my past. Coincidentally at work but like i yeah. have a life so who cares gave him the church hug and everything didn't even right. like was not fucking with it so right. he's going on and on about her to his friends at the poker party meanwhile <laughs> she at the club with her friends and bishop don magic wand <laughs> and she's having a good time drinking sugar skull rum shout out uh-huh. to product placement <laughs> this is why cp diddy could never do this he could yeah <laughs> It would have been full of Ciroc if it was Diddy, yeah. which, yeah, yeah. And it would have just been a whole thing. French Montana would have, it was, P. Diddy's just not fun like this. French Montana would have been the bouncer. Uh, yeah. Damn. Luke Christian Combs would have been up on stage performing. Uh, <laughs> Doing- 
it just wouldn't have been as approachable. She's at the club with her friend. The one note I have with the friends is, oh my God, not slut shaming this beautiful queen. These girls Mm -hmm. are prudes. And that's when I thought, that's when I realized, I said, oh, wait, is this like a Jesus flick? Because then it came yeah. back full circle. My, I didn't catch the Jesusness until when I took, I'm halfway through my notes and I that doesn't happen until the last third of my notes. It did not, I did not clock it. Damn. No. <laughs> I, the moment when she, because I feel like she called herself a virtuous woman and she didn't want to take the shot. So I said, oh wait, virtue? Yeah. Girl, you're not in church. Virtue? You're yeah, at the club. The you what in you the sin about? house right now. Virtue? <laughs> <laughs> you don't the take hell? a shot and go somewhere? So, yeah. <laughs> now, in comes, you know, before, because this scene, we don't get too much about it. We just see who her friends are, and, and we get mm-hmm. to see what type of person she is. She's virtuous, apparently. Yeah. Um, And Pete... P- Master P comes in, not P Diddy. Master P comes in, mm-hmm. and his character's name is Boss Man. He owns Boss the club. <laughs> and I really loved that because I like clearly Master P has these conversations all the time. He's like saying, yeah. you know, take care of these ladies. Y'all good. Welcome to the club. I see you're enjoying that sugar skull <laughs> rum. Mm-hmm. Like he's a mm-hmm. proper businessman. And yeah. you know what I feel about Master P? Like, Master P is just like, poised that's the word i have for master p he is because how many other people can make make him say oh i just because i just love like country class and yeah. master p is the epitome of country class he is so classy he's so classy that's <laughs> i think p diddy is like flashy like if jay-z is opulence <laughs> p diddy is <laughs> Just shiny, just flash. <laughs> Master P is class. Class, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Ice Cube is none of them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I like Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube, but he's none of those things. <laughs> the man will wear a baseball cap anywhere. <laughs> that's true. He's L.A. L.A., straight up. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> After this night out is over, we come back and my note, all caps, she got a man. This, she got this a woman man. is married. Mm-hmm. And I knew immediately because this actor, Christian Keys, and also shout out to him because um, he I, I, he's uh, like an A-list actor on the black indie scene. Like he is. Yes. Like, oh, yes. And most of like rom-com stuff, he is in a lot of black indies. So I was glad to see him in this. But and also those movies, he's usually trifling. And it wasn't any different. And I knew from the moment he stepped on scene, I said, okay, came in the house kind of late. She been out clubbing all night. Mm-hmm. Talking about you was out with your friends. But like Whitney Houston said, for y'all must have been really <laughs> cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we jump into that. And clearly mm-hmm. he is not, clearly he is not upholding the fidelity of his vows. No. And, Mm-mm. you know, we see on his phone, we get the information he is cheating. And mm-hmm. at this point, I don't know why she, cause she knows too. Yeah. She do know. And still is trying to like have sex with this nigga. And I, my note says, girl, why are you trying to fuck this wayward nigga? And then he <laughs> took wayward. his shirt off. And I, <laughs> and you remember Madea goes to jail, Miss Ella. Mm, and that mm. gross. <laughs> <laughs> Touch the man's chest. Just touching all on him. And I fully understand because that is a cross right there. That's mm-hmm. that is the only cross I ever see that really make me think I need to get back in the church. <laughs> it's the one not tattooed the one with, 
Not the one with the blood, but the one on the chest. That's what, mm. that's what make you want to rethink religion. That's a fine man. He is fine. Mm-hmm. Now, so that this is where we're at now in the movie. We see what mm-hmm. situation both of these characters is in. And we are waiting on them to build back up on something. Because clearly they're going to build back up on something. Right. And then we get the the smoking gun of why. Why she does not like Kevin and why mm-hmm. why she kind of despises this guy. The, the third yeah. flashback. You want to take us there, Sydney? Rightfully so. Yes. So when she was a teenager, uh, she flashes back. Uh, she and her parents were very, very close. Um, just a tight-knit family. She's an only child. She gets a call, like probably one of the worst calls somebody can get uh, her like senior year in high school that her mother got into an accident and passed away. So the only person she can think of wanting to talk to to console her in this like traumatic and just scary and very sad, sad moment in someone's life is Kevin, who has been like her ride or die at church and has been telling her, look, I'm here for you no matter what, yada, yada, yada. She calls this boy up and this is just, it's just, listen here, ladies. Um, <laughs> if you're a teenager listening to this show, you don't have to give these boys the time of day. Because Mm-mm. the moment you really need somebody to depend upon, they be showing their ass. And this is what happened with Kevin. He shows up with his friends. In a private moment, she calls him distraught on the phone. Why would you bring friends with you, Kevin? Mm-hmm. That's mistake number one. Number two, you get there with your friends and they're talking all dirty about it, calling her a dog. They called her ashy. That was a sore spot for me because don't just be calling her yeah, ashy. That boy <laughs> said, high socks, ashy knees. Like, ashy knees, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the way he said it was literally like two jabs. Like, I <laughs> it was terrible. Her mama just died. You're insulting her. You caught the girl ugly, ashy, tacky, and <laughs> and then left her. <laughs> left her. I would never want to talk to you again. That that's it for you. I'm, I never, mm-hmm. you no longer exist in this, in my realm of life. I don't want to see yeah. you ever again. And now I understand why he got the cold shoulder, but he acting all hunky dory like this didn't happen 17 yeah. years ago. And that's when I was really confused. Yep. Thank you very much, Sydney. And mm-hmm. that, and then it made sense to me why she wasn't interested in seeing him at all. <laughs> right. So, we get a quick nugget to show that, you know, confirm that her husband is cheating. My only note on that is, you cheating on your black queen for a white girl whose bed is pushed up against the wall? <laughs> what? There's only one way in and out of the bed. Like, yeah, look, what's going on here? Who's she even with the Walmart sheets? <laughs> but that that doesn't really come back around again. Now let's get on into when the love story actually starts. So mm-hmm. they meet again. You know, Kevin sees her again at the at the somewhere, and they sit down. Physical therapy place, yeah. Yeah, at the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. And they're sitting down. He's trying to charm her, and uh, she's warming up, but she's not really getting to it. Yeah, yeah. And way deep into the episode here is way deep into the movie here is when I realized one of her friends is Vanessa Simmons. My notes. <laughs> it took you that long. <laughs> My note says, girl, why my stupid ass over here talking about some the thick one to kind of fine? The queen of pastries. One yeah. half 
of the, of the iconic emblem. Look, I didn't realize that was you, Queen. My bad. <laughs> so now she meets back up with Kevin in the park, and then they end up kissing. I thought that was a little sudden and jarring. I wouldn't like that if I was her personally, because it kind of came out of nowhere, and it wasn't smooth. So, like... Yeah. And I also blame the director for this particular shot because most of the movie was directed pretty like well. Most of it was mm-hmm. fine. But like the director just didn't have a good hold on like maybe it's just not his forte showing like intimacy. It was either really chaste and platonic or all out fucking like that's the only two things <laughs> like what we needed was something a little bit more romantic about this kiss. It was too sudden. The camera wasn't moving. It was just so static. <laughs> it was just like faces I, smacked. Yeah, I screeched when it's. <laughs> you screech? Like, ah. Stop. <laughs> so that wasn't good. But I guess they own now, and I guess Kevin don't care that she a whole wife. He don't. Um, his mama do though, because she finds out. Uh, we, you know, we see their little love montage, uh, you know, go through. They go on a couple of dates, some picnics. They playing football in the park. You know, it's real cute, whatever. Uh, she shows up at the church house one day church after house. all that all that sinning she done did. I mean, her <laughs> husband cheating too, but she don't know that. Anyway, yeah. after all her sinning, she show up to the church with her wedding ring still on and holding hands with Kevin in the pew. In the, in the Lord's house. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And... This is when I said, oh, my God, this is a Jesus flick. Those sneaky Christians. <laughs> uh, and the quote I want to pull out is from Kevin's mom, who says that she needs Jesus, not you. Not you. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's some mama shit to say right there. She don't need you. She need Jesus. <laughs> And I was about this actress, uh, the mama, Ella Joyce. She, in all the movies I've seen her in, she's most memorable from these, like, one-liners. It's just very funny. <laughs> she delivers them really well. <laughs> so. Shout out to her. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest of the plot. Oh, the rest of the plot is now we have another character coming in, which is Kevin's ex, who was a low-down girl cheating on him. Fuck this mm-hmm. teammate. Named Gabrielle, played who's played by Symphonique. By Symphonique. The note I have on that: this is also a nod to anyone who listens. Uh, any one of y'all who listens who might be a teenager, I think Symphonique would be good on Grownish. Hmm. I thought she did good. I could see that. I agree. When she had her show on um, Nickelodeon, because it was like kind of when Nickelodeon was trying to get the black viewers back with True Jackson VP and Symphonique mm-hmm. show. They, yeah. Her show was good. It was a music show. I think she was trying to like an aspiring artist or something like that. I forgot. Um, but I remember liking it for the most part. Uh, so I, I could see Symphonique on Grownish. That was, I think, yeah, she'd be good. Yeah. There. Well, Symphonique plays mm-hmm. Gabrielle, who shows up causing problems. And um, mm. also, Jasmine finds out about that. Because Gabrielle's mm-hmm. shacking up in there with Kevin. Jasmine's somehow upset that the man she's cheating on her husband with is cheating on her. Um, and this is when we find out that Jasmine is pregnant after years of trying and not being able to. She actually is pregnant after fucking Kevin. So technically, she don't know who the daddy is. Exactly. And that, I was, I didn't, I wanted to know why they didn't bring up that, like, plot point because she just automatically assumed that it was her husband's uh like child but girl you've been sleeping with kevin for however many weeks too now 
after she storms out on Kevin, the note I have on Mr. Jackie Long, we're deep enough in the episode to where I can give my brother some constructive feedback. He acts mm-hmm. with his upper lip. <laughs> like, it's always like a snarl. Like a, like a, you know what I mean? It's like a, yeah. like, you know yeah. how your face look when you say, like, what you want? Like, right. like, <laughs> like when he pulls it up all the time. Um, I'm trying to get us to the end of the movie because <laughs> there's a lot. There's just yeah she Um, ends up miscarrying the baby which is awful and at at that point also when they get to the hospital i said this movie is so dramatic (laughs) (laughs) the handheld camera was going crazy (laughs) it was like maury backstage (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy i was i was on the edge of my seat because i was like what is somebody about to start shooting (laughs) And it wasn't much space because it wasn't even like in a hospital room. They was just behind the curtain, and it's a bunch of other people behind curtains. So first of all, ghetto number one. Uh, <laughs> no. just, she was in a triage. <laughs> Why you have a hospital room? I mean, oh my god, Sydney. my husband's supposed to be a successful banker. I know he got health insurance. He could, it should have been successful because the nigga put on a suit in the middle of the night to go to the hospital with hospital. his wife. Right. Why you got a suit on? <laughs> well, I guess he did tell her said the. This, the night that she had the miscarriage, she also tells her that I'm filing for divorce. Like, I think it's time that we end this. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And that was like, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that was terrible. But yeah. in comes super nigga. Here comes Kevin. <laughs> and my note is, because he's trying to cheer her up and be there for her, which is nice mm-hmm. to be supportive. But my note is, you're reading Bible verses to the married woman that you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Who you don't even know if this is your baby that you just lost. Like you don't even know to be if to be sad right now. You don't even know if the little fetus was yours. Right, right. And then he does some go go Demarcus, go Demarcus in the hospital. <laughs> go Demarcus, go Demarcus, because you're my baby and I love you. Go Demarcus. <laughs> And that's where we leave them until we come back seven months later. Mm-hmm. Now, what what did you feel about this end scene? Um, I thought it would have more uh, more fanfare. Honestly, I thought the movie would end with a big old Christian wedding. Uh, like I give you Paris yeah. in the springtime, something like that. Oh, yeah, it did good. not. Uh, it ended uh, more like this Christmas, Chris Brown, get up, sit, come on up here, baby. Come and sing for your mama. It ended more, <laughs> more like that. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> you know that's how he's... Because all I'm thinking about is mama, I want to sing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was fine. You know, it's 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 a Jesus movie, so they had to end it in yeah. the church. And I but I don't understand. Edge. This is my... <laughs> Shut it down. This is my whole, this is one bullet point on my notes summarizes how I feel about this movie. I already said I enjoyed it, so I get to say what I want to say now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what type of half-stepping Jesus flick is this? <laughs> she come in the church house pregnant, done got herself big, <laughs> and now yeah. she want to come up in here and sing in front of the rest of the saints with this mm-hmm. nigga she done cheated on her husband with. Divorce probably ain't even final because they own the house. You never know. And he seems slimy. Yeah. He might drag it out. Yeah. You never know. And then yeah. she get up there talking about some, number one, she give a speech. That's not how church go. They invite you up to sing a song. Shut up. Let them use sing. you. <laughs> yeah. You number sing. two, talking about some God's will. God's will was for you to step out on your husband and get yourself big out of wedlock. Out. <laughs> I'm stuck on get yourself big. Because <laughs> that's what she
is so big. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Shit, coming in with that basketball in her dress, talking to her and telling me about God's will. And i that's what I didn't understand. That's the only thing I understand about the movie. What was the message truly? Because <laughs> he didn't make an honest woman out of her. He didn't. And the movie is titled Never End Again. And my mm-hmm. note there is just the title makes sense because never end again will I watch this movie. Um, so. <laughs> you said you were neutral at the top of the at the top of the review, and now you're saying these things. I know, but my note did. I, I I typed it out here. It did say that, but it's it's so far Damn. deep in the episode. Maybe they won't hear it. If they do, it's no. Okay. I'm it's it's your honest opinion. I just didn't think that you. <laughs> I just because <laughs> I still enjoyed the movie. I'd watch it no. again probably. My last note is okay. I've seen enough. I cut it off when you started singing because I knew it was over. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. <clears throat> Was, did I miss anything after her her singing rendition? No, it, it was it? over. The credits rolled, okay. and I was looking for the actor who played young Kevin to give a quote little man a shout out. The man is thirty mm-hmm. years old. I thought <laughs> he's thirty. He's thirty. He looks so young. He yeah. he played the son on Juanita. He's what? That was him. Yeah, I, I, when he cuts his beard, he looks like a child. <laughs> wow, he does. That's crazy. Yeah. If you haven't, check out our review of Juanita featuring our friends at the Pilot Podcast. It was a good review. It was so fun. It Love was. those guys. And when I looked up the actress who played young Jasmine, Denise Garcia, I got scared because that's Lonzo Ball's <laughs> girlfriend's name. And that's who Stop. came up. Stop. <laughs> and I was like, no, that wasn't her. That was, not that not, Denise. Not Denise in the Black Indies. <laughs> but that's it was different Denise Garcia. So... Hmm. And okay. here's if she also was, uh, she would prove her allyship for blackness if that if the other Denise was in this because you know she a little shaky. You know, you you take that responsibility, Sydney. You when you when you write your first movie, you cast her. I will not because I do plan to do a Lavar Ball biopic, and mm-hmm. she will be cast as someone else. Nice, nice. Um, I just also after after watching the credits, I want to shout out the. Acorn Film Production Company uh, behind this. I think they did a good job. This was um, fun, lighthearted film. And what more can you ask for these days? All right. Well, Sydney, I have a question for you. Who came to act? I'm glad you uh, asked because I just thought about it. I would like to nominate Miss Denise Bout for this week's Who Came to Act Award based off of this scene we didn't get to discuss. Um, after she finds Kevin and his ex, uh, what's her name, Gabby, back in the house, when she runs out of his home and has that full meltdown in her car in front of his house, I said, wow, girl, I mean, you, you really stuck that. You, it, was, it was full of drama, which I like. And I, it was a little over the top, but I'm okay with that. Um, and for that reason, I think you, you, you stretched your acting abilities the most. Like you tried to give us a full range of things here. So, Miss Denise... Um, I would like to nominate you. I accept that on her behalf. I, I think that's a good nomination. She did very well. So congratulations to you, Miss Bout. And if you are listening, would you please tell us how to pronounce it? Is it Bout? Yeah. <laughs> We've been saying it with a question mark all episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. That's all I got for it. Sydney, you got anything else? Um. No, I, I think we do need to get... Uh, we haven't been showing Romeo enough love here because he being in all the black indies. So we need to do one of the rom-coms with Romeo starring um, soon. So 
Be on the lookout for that, people. We Listeners. did girl like Grace. Huh. He wasn't that, wasn't he? All right. We out, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, meet us in the Twitter streets at TNCCPod or over on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And to keep up with our latest, visit our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Oh.